dogs are actually the analog for human Alzheimer's. They are the thing that they're using to help study Mm. it. And they found many things that are helpful for Alzheimer patients are helpful for dogs with dementia. Things that are helpful for dogs with dementia are helpful for humans with Alzheimer's. And believe it or not, exercise supplements and diet are the top three for both. Welcome to Sub Babe, your one-stop shop for stories, trends, and PSAs so you can live your best life. I'm your host, DJ Rose, but you can call me Nicole. I'm a serial entrepreneur, fashion lover, and music addict. I'm like Cher from Clueless, but with a little more brains and a little less blonde. Today on the show, we're chatting about the top three things you can do to keep your pet in peak health with Dr. Jan. So ladies, I want to talk to you today about a very special partner of ours, Pet Wellbeing. If you're interested in checking them out, you can check them out at www.petwellbeing.com. You can use our code SUPBABE15 in all caps for 15% off. I know many of you are dog moms, cat moms, both moms, so this should probably hit close to home. Pet well-being is all about building products that truly help support the health and well-being of your animal, no matter how serious the condition. They have over 120 natural supplements for holistic pet health built by their team of veterinarians, academics, and clinical herbalists. A lot of the products target a specific illness, but they also have products that target overall health and wellness like Spark, which Little Disco has been taking. Spark is a nutritional supplement, especially for dogs that eat kibble, but you can look at other products of theirs if your dog is battling a specific issue like kidney support, adrenal harmony, life support for little dog babies or cat babies with cancer, milk thistle, thyroid support, heart support and much, much more. You guys all probably know this. I am a avid supplement user myself for about the last 10 years. So naturally, I've been giving them to Little Disco for about the last three years and I'm always kind of tweaking his routine to see what works best for his vivaciousness. If you guys know my dog, that's kind of funny too because he's such a weirdo and it's not exactly what my vet would call vivacious, but you catch my drift. Pet Wellbeing's products are all made by vets just for people like you and me who are really, really obsessed with our pets. So you can read the reviews for yourself to see if this might be a good fit for you and your dog or cat baby. But warning, it's a tearjerker. So if you want to take advantage of our partnership with Pet Wellbeing, Use the code SUPBABE15 in all caps. That's SUPBABE15 in all caps. And it's www.petwellbeing.com. So guys, 
This is a particularly exciting episode for me because, as many of you know, I have had Little Disco for the last three and a half years now. And while he has been one of the true joys of my life, especially my pandemic life, he's also an older dog that I rescued that has had a significant amount of issues along the way. And it's kind of been an enigma for me to figure them all out. We've seen multiple vets and specialists, and I'm always personally trying to figure out how to biohack myself and him so that, you know, we can live our best lives. Duh. So today we have a really exciting guest, Dr. Janice Huntingford from Pet Wellbeing so that we can learn how to keep all of our pets thriving for as long as possible on this planet with us. Dr. Jan has been a vet for almost 30 years and has studied extensively in both conventional and holistic modalities of treatment. She's lectured internationally on pet health and wellness, and she owns two veterinary clinics, has co-authored chapters in two vet books, and is the chief vet at Pet Wellbeing, helping to develop products that help pets live longer, more harmonious lives. Pet Wellbeing has over 120 natural supplements for holistic pet treatment built by their team of veterinarians, academics, and clinical herbalists who wanted to see more natural solutions for issues they were facing every day in their clinics. They have products for both dogs and cats, so dog moms and cat moms can have more options to help your pets thrive naturally. You can ask Dr. Jan for help or about specific product questions on www.petwellbeing.com. That's petwellbeing, W-E-L-L-B-E-I-N-G.com. No hyphen in there. So, Dr. Jan, we're so excited to talk to you. Welcome to Sup, Babe. Sup, Babe, how are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you, Nicole? <laughs> I'm doing so well. I'm battling a little cold, but other than that, I'm feeling fantastic. Great. Well, I'm very excited to be here. Well, thank you so much for coming. So, Dr. Jan, do you have pets of your own? I feel like to be in the work, to have dedicated your life in this space, you must be incredibly busy. You must love fur babies. Do you have pets? What's the scoop? Well, I love I love fur babies. Yes, I have three pugs, one who is a disabled pug. We have four cats, and then I live on a farm. So we have horses, we have cattle, we have bees, we have pigs, we have chickens. We have a, a winery, a bakery, all kinds of exciting things. But uh, I have to say my fur kids are the some of the love <laughs> of my life. I've got real kids and one grandkid too. So that's pretty nice. That's so cool. I love that you live on a farm and then you have a winery and a bakery and all these different animals. Do you ride horses? Like, do you make the wine yourselves? Tell me, tell me more. How do you do all of these things? How do you, how do you fit it all into an average day? Well, yeah, our horses are riding horses. But the the winery and the bakery is really my husband and my daughter's business. Uh, it's just all sort of out of our house. I work. Uh, my clinic is not at the house, so I I leave and yep. go to work every day, and I come home. And you know, they're <laughs> chefs. They make my dinner. It's very exciting. Oh my, that sounds 
Perfect. Mm -hmm. I can't think of anything better. I love that. Amazing. That's very cool, Dr. Jan. So how did you first start getting into herbal and natural supplements? I mean, you know, I know that coming from the medical field, you're often taught to kind of go a more traditional route with medicine. So is there any kind of backstory there that got you into a more holistic path? Oh, there's there's a great backstory. So everything that I have done and I've you know, got a lot of certifications in acupuncture and herbs and uh, boarded in sports medicine, all these things. It was all patient driven and all started with one little patient whose name was Sissy. And she was an American Eskimo who came to Mm -hmm. my practice and had a back problem. So she really needed, I thought, to go for surgery. So I sent her to uh, Michigan State. At that time, there were no local referral hospitals. You had to go to a university. So I sent her to Michigan State. They said, your dog needs to have back surgery. But the client didn't want to have back surgery, came back to see me. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do with this. I'll send it to the University of Guelph because that's where I graduated from. Can I ask quickly, why did they not want to have back surgery? Just out of curiosity. Well, what the owner eventually told me was when I have a back problem, I see a chiropractor, I see an acupuncturist, I don't want to have surgery on my dog. I think some of it probably had to do with cost as well, because these kinds of things are very costly. Plus, it's a very invasive surgery for the dog. So when he came back and told me this, this was in the time before the internet. So I had to find someone to send him to. I phoned up the local Michigan, the Michigan VMA that did a lot of continuing education, talked to the secretary there. She pointed me to a veterinarian in the area who did chiropractic, acupuncture, herbs, that kind of stuff. So I Mm -hmm. sent the dog there. The dog got better. Well, as the universe would have it, in the next six weeks after that, I had six patients that were exactly the same that I sent to this veterinarian. They all got better. So you only have to hit me over the head a few times. Finally, finally, I called him up and said, what are you doing? How can I do this? You know, what kind of education do I need? And then he goes, well, uh, he said, I have to say that I've been waiting for you to call because you have been chosen to do holistic medicine. I remember looking at the phone and thinking, wow, this guy might be a Looney Tune. But anyway. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wait, I have chills right now. I I fully believe in being chosen for a certain path. Oh, so do I, at least now. <laughs> so then I uh, I said, well, chiropractic I'd heard of, sounded less scary, wanted to study chiropractic, went to the, at that time, the only animal chiropractic school, which was in Hillsdale, Illinois, little place, and a great veterinarian by the name of Sharon Willoughby, who was really the developer of animal chiropractic, taught me. And it was a two-year process. And at the beginning, I went in and said, I'm skeptical. Show me that this really works. And at the end, I had tears in my eyes. And I'm like, you've changed my life. You have, you know, I'm such a better veterinarian. I have so many more things to offer my my clients. And so then that started me on the path to herbs and acupuncture and rehabilitation and all of the things, you know, that I did that plus the fact that people were bringing me in herbal supplements and I had no idea what they were, what they were supposed to do. And I'm like, somebody really needs to, uh, figure out, uh, how you use these with animals. So then I had to take some courses. 
So, okay. So I have so many questions. Your, your story is very interesting. I had no idea that you believed in a lot of the similar things that we talk about on Sub Babe, that, you know, you had this call that the universe put on your life that you followed, you know, like you said, you only had to get hit in the head a few times. I love that because, you know, why belabor something if this was supposed to be your path and you're obviously incredibly successful. So sounds like it was the right marriage of your current skills plus developing the new ones. So, okay. First of all, what dogs can get like a chiropractic alignment and acupuncture. Like, I mean, I go to a chiropractor sometimes I do acupuncture. I just did fertility acupuncture, but dogs can get that. Is that a thing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I do rehabilitation therapy and I take dogs who are paralyzed and get them to walk and other, you know, dogs who have musculoskeletal problems and, and treat them. uh, We treat a lot of these dogs who can't take drugs and they need to have their backs aligned and that helps their immune system. And as you said, you fertility, yeah, it helps absolutely everything chiropractic does. And then acupuncture really is very, very good for energy work and, you know, and to help things like neurological problems and pain. We do it for a lot of pain and for dogs who can't take drugs. That is so interesting. Okay. I, <laughs> I am mind blown right now and good to know about this for little disco in case he ever you know comes upon some of these problems Mm -hmm. i know who to call are you guys just so that we all know are you doing virtual appointments and virtual visits i mean our audience is all over we do actually have listeners in canada but we have a lot of americans too so if people want to you know use the expertise of built are Mm -hmm. they able to do a virtual visit or anything of that sort Absolutely. The College of Veterinarians of Ontario said we are allowed to use telemedicine. There are certain parameters that you have to have, but we're allowed to do it. That's so cool. I love that. Have you started yet or it's just something that you guys would begin to consider? Well, I uh, I certainly have done a lot of phone consults. I can't say that I've done any Zoom consults, but I certainly could see that that would be something in the future. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm putting you in the back burner in case little disco (laughs) needs some more help down the road. Because let me tell you something, Dr. Jan, if it's not one thing, it's another thing with him. And I love him. I feel blessed Mm -hmm. that, like you said, the universe gave me this little fur baby to raise. I don't know who else would have taken this older dog that had a lot of health problems and would have been able to, you know, be patient and supportive. And boy, have I learned a lesson on patience. (laughs) For sure. But it's like you said, I think not everybody, first of all, there are times where something seems cost prohibitive, right? And there are other times where, you know, I don't take a lot of unnecessary medicine myself. If I'm being honest, it made me uncomfortable to go through all the injections for fertility, uh, for with the fertility hormones, because that's, I don't take a ton of medicine. I do take a ton of supplements, which is why I also give my dog <laughs> supplements. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a kind of holistic, natural approach as as it sounds like you have evolved into as well. So I love your backstory, you know, getting into it with pet well-being. I mean, I'd love to just know too, how did you get connected to pet well-being? How did you become chief vet? You know, they have this section on the website. It's in case anybody wants to check it out. It's www.petwellbeing. No space, just petwellbeing.com, no hyphen. And you can ask Dr. Jan a question too in there and and somebody from the Mm -hmm. team who's appropriate will respond. So how did you get connected with pet well-being? How did this all come about? Well, that's actually very interesting because they contacted me. I wasn't really very, this was a number of years ago, I wasn't very familiar with them, Mm -hmm. 
I am not sure exactly how they heard about me, but they contacted me. They sent me an email and said, this is our company. You know, we're looking for veterinarian to help us out with some product development. And actually, when they hired me initially, I was hired to write all kinds of uh, like blog posts for their Facebook page. So I wrote a new blog post every single day for like three years for their, for their, uh, uh, for their Facebook page and then answered questions for them and, you know, and, and came to know the, the, the people there. And then they said, oh, well, you know, you really know a lot about the herbals and maybe you'd like to help with developing some of the products. And it sort of went from there. I love how everything in your career, like I know this isn't even what I came to you wanting to talk about, but I'm so fascinated by how everything in your career was so natural. Like none of it seems forced. It's like people just showed up and then you said, okay, I'll follow this. You pulled on the thread a little, right? Like you followed the inclination, Mm -hmm. which is brilliant that you had the, the wherewithal to do that, right? I think sometimes people get an inspiration and they shut it down because they're too busy or they're laser focused on the one way they thought their path or their career was supposed to go. But you were very open and receptive, it sounds like. And then, you know, you just kept going down the path and then new beautiful things opened up for you and brought you to such a cool, interesting place where it's, I mean, it seems to me that you're one of the few people that are truly specialized in knowing all of these holistic ways to cure pets. I mean, I I love my vet. My vet is incredible and she's definitely kept little disco alive. There's no denying that. But when it comes to supplements, there's only one thing, you know, and I've asked and it's really just omegas. That was the only thing we were ever told to take. And I'm sure there is a lot. I'm sure there are plenty of other things. We probably need to have a, a sideline offline consult with you to see what else you would recommend for him. Um, I don't want to get too in the woods on my, my own pet's <laughs> intricacy here on this podcast. But you say too on petwellbeing.com that there is, you know, if there was only one thing you could give your pet, you would recommend this one thing, like for a healthy pet, for an older pet, for a puppy. So what is that one thing? Because I know a lot of their products are more for specific health issues. So what would that number one product be? Well, I really very firmly feel that the number one thing for pets of all age is their nutrition. Okay. So depending upon what exactly you're feeding your dog, and there's very many different ways to feed dogs. You can feed home prepared, you can feed raw, you can feed fresh pet, you can feed kibble, and many dogs will do very well. But I do think that if they have more fresh food or more supplements that have fresh food in them. I think that's going to help almost all of the pets that you're going to, uh, that you're going to see. So we do have a product called Spark and Spark is a nutritional supplement meant to go on top of a diet. And it is really to give a lot more antioxidants to the dog and, uh, and the cat. It's also for cats. So it's really to increase the antioxidants because we all know that reactive oxygen species sounds like a horrible thing. It kind of is. And if we have enough antioxidants in our diet, that will counteract that. Because remember, all those reactive oxygen species cause uh, inflammation, cancer, things like that. So if we can use nutrition to help our immune system and help our pets, I think that's the best thing we can do. 
I love that concept. And I have been testing this product out on Disco. So we'll see where he is. You know, I would you say it takes a couple of weeks, a month? Like, how do you know when your pet's really benefiting from a supplement such as Spark? Well, I think it takes a good four weeks. And okay. if you're if you're doing it really for a skin issue, then of course the skin turns over, right? And the hair turns over. So you might it might take eight weeks or so before you see an issue uh, clear up with that, because all of these nutritional supplements take a little bit of time to get into the body and into the membranes and that sort of thing. Wow. I don't understand why I never thought... I, I've thought about his dog fruit from the sense of like, he needs to have some fresh food and not all kibble, right? Or by fresh, mm -hmm. I mean like it's sort of fresh. It comes out of a can, you know, but it's wet food that is, you know, beneficial. It's a decent brand. And we know there's some vegetables and things in there, but like I never really realized how bad kibble was until he started having heart issues. And the doctor was like, you have to be really careful about what kibble you're feeding him. Like that cart, we went to a cardiologist, a specialist. Mm -hmm. And then that's what really woke me up to nutrition and how some of these like sugary treat, you know, salty treats and stuff are very bad for them. How some of the like people food mm -hmm. that I feed him because I'm a jerk, but he, he gets so happy and he likes me more when I feed him people food. But you know, some of it's actually bad for him. So that really kind of brought me around to this. But is it, would you say that like feeding like something like a spark, putting that supplement in your dog's food every day, which is just a powder, it's easy to sprinkle on. So it's pretty, you know, easy to serve. The dog seems, my dog seems to eat it with no problem, right? If I, if I give him like a Brevecto pill, he'll spit it out. You know, like he's like, no way. But um, this seems to go down smooth for Disco. But would you say that like, adding this is like how a human takes vitamins or like, you know, just extra antioxidants or drinks, you know, like a high, like a tablet that has hydration and, you know, extra vitamins in it. Would you liken that to the same thing? Uh, yes. It's very similar to you or I taking a vitamin supplement. And the, the interesting thing is too, with some of these kibbles and some dogs, they just do not absorb all of the nutrients that they should. And, you know, a lot of us don't want to do homemade diets and things like that. And that's totally understandable. Oh my God. I can barely cook for myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. This is what most of my clients say as well. But the, the thing is that with our, our pets, feeding them real food is a decent thing to do. Now, I'm not talking about just giving them table scraps or giving them chips, but you know, a lot of times people buy foods that they want to buy a food because it has blueberries in it and it has peppers in it and it has, you know, these sexy ingredients. Take the sexy ingredients and add them to the dog's food. If you want your dog to have strawberries, give them strawberries, give them blueberries. And those are great antioxidant colored things. So, you know, as long as you're not giving grapes and right. raisins and avocados and onions, you're, you're okay. But you want to stay away from the saturated meats, from the salty snacks. Yep. So the things that are good for you to eat, Nicole, the salad things, the cucumbers, the red and green peppers, all those things, those are great for disco. That makes so much sense. Thank you for closing that loop for me. I'm still trying to figure out how to feed my own self, right? So Disco and I can be on this journey <laughs> together. So Dr. Jan, it sounds like nutrition is, you know, once again, the overall theme of this episode, right, is, is your top three tips for keeping our pets in 
peak health, right? So number one, right, is start with a healthy diet. It's nutrition. It's more fresh food. It's, you know, adding a food supplement like Spark to increase antioxidants, similar to how a human takes vitamins or how we're cautious with putting healthier foods into our diet, right? So totally hear you on that. But it sounds like maybe, you know, supplements would be your number two tip. So if that's the case, how do we go about finding, you know, great quality supplements for our pet and also knowing what supplements supplements are right for our pets, given that not all vets prescribe supplements or recommend supplements. I guess it wouldn't be prescribed if it's not a prescription. Yeah. Well, I I do think that your veterinarian should be the best source of information for you. And if you wanted to use a, a supplement for your dog and you had a certain condition, I would hope your veterinarian would be able to help you out with that or perhaps point you to somebody who could. Like, for example, I'm sure your cardiologist has an idea of what supplements your dog could possibly use. If not, you can go to places like the American Holistic Vet Medical Association, that's online. You can go to tcvm.com or IVIS. So those are holistic vet organizations where you can find a vet in your area and they can help you out with what your dog needs. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as supplements go, you want to get one from a very good company. That That's a really good thing to do. So you want to look at the company. You want to look if they do have a veterinarian that stands behind it, if they have a board of advisors that makes the supplements, things like that are going to be really good. The National Animal Supplement Council is some other not all great supplements have that seal on it, but that's a, another good way to look at what, it. What is it called again, just so that everyone can hear it? It's called the the National Animal Supplement Council. Okay. And yeah, and that's one of the organizations that goes around and, and will say, yes, this is a good company to deal with and their supplements are are great. So that that's one thing. Now, not all good companies have all of their products that have been vetted by that because there's a cost mm-hmm. to doing it. So, but that that's something if you know you're looking at one versus another, at least then you can know where where you can start. And is is that something pet well-being does? Is that something you guys you guys have had products recommended by them? So uh, all of Pet Wellbeing's products could be certified by the National Animal Supplement Council. And we do have some that are, but there are some that are not Mm -hmm. because we haven't gone through the whole process with our entire line. But so what your point is, is pick a company that knows that they have some products that have been able to pass through the certification because that would help you understand their development process is more you know, it's holistic. It's been approved by a third party. Yeah, exactly. And that they're interested in doing some research, like Pet Wellbeing does research on their products and changes products based on research. So not just on what you or I think about, you know, is happening with our animal, but based on actual scientific research. So it's a it's a good good idea to try to marry the scientific research and the anecdotal because you know there are some anecdotal things that are great and that's how science started in the first place but you know now we can do scientific research and prove that things work and it's great if we have products that they've done that with 
That makes sense. And I also understand, too, that it's costly. So, like, people would do that for certain products, but maybe not every single product if something is more specific and not as widely used. Exactly correct. Totally. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for explaining that. So, what I wanted to ask you, too, and I don't think this is just specific to my own situation. I think probably a lot of people, you know, go to the vet and they get prescribed, you know, certain prescriptions for their pet that their pet, especially if they're older, might need to be on for several months or years, or right now I'm on a regimen with Little Disco that he's supposed to be on, I guess, for the rest of his life. (laughs) It's a couple hundred bucks a month. And aside from the cost, it's sometimes I wonder, is this the right thing to do to give all this medicine to my dog that he's supposed to be on forever, right? Because it's not really a cure. I think it's just, you know, keeping him alive, essentially. Would you say that there are, like, in certain instances, and you don't have to get so specific into Disco's problem, but in general, are there some common issues that you've seen pets have over the years that supplements seem pretty successful in solving as opposed to, you know, a traditional prescription medicine? Or what are your thoughts on that? There definitely are some herbals and some supplements that you can use for animals with medical conditions and some things they have to take forever. Let's take, for example, a dog who has liver disease. Milk thistle is a fabulous, fabulous herbal to use. Now, there are some medications that are derived from milk thistle, but I do believe that the full spectrum plant is much better at treating these things than just uh, a chemical that's been extracted from the plant. And so I've certainly seen dogs and cats do very well on milk thistle. I have a number of old feline patients who are on the kidney support gold, which has the Chinese herb Romania in it. And Romania has been shown in many different scientific studies to be helpful for pets and people with kidney disease. Mm. So those would be a couple of examples of things that, you know, you can use that. And as far as stuff like kidney disease goes, there's not, there are some meds that you can use and some that you have to use long-term, but I think the herbals are far nicer and easier to get into your pet, usually better accepted than many of the medications. And I'm not anti-medication. I am really thinking that you need to do both things. You pick the best of both worlds. Okay. I love that approach. I'm not anti-medication either. Just, you know, I always want to think about all the options rather than just rushing to the pharmacy and having him on a bunch of meds for the rest of his life. You know, Mm -hmm. do you think, I noticed that some of the products said you maybe shouldn't use it if you had a prescription medicine. Like for instance, the heart one is something I really want to try with Disco. Is that the case or do you think it can be used in combination with his blood pressure med, for instance, or you would recommend only doing one treatment option? Well, a lot of times people ask me questions about that and particularly about the heart medications. Well, I'm glad I'm asking if everyone asks. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people do. There are certain of the medications that can interfere with the herbals or the herbals can interfere with the medication. So if you're going to, if you have a dog like yours who is on a heart medication and you want to use an herbal, you need to check with your veterinarian or you can certainly talk to me about how would you, can you add it in? Now I do have to say, I do use the herbals along with heart medication in my patients, but I really, I know what I'm doing with them and I would want any veterinarian who is using them 
and wanting to use them along with medication to understand how they work. Right. And in many cases, when you come to the end of how your medication is working for heart disease, then if you add an herbal, you can increase the length of life even more. So many times it's a it's an addition and a lot of times more towards the end of life or you use it as a half dose with another. So I mean, it, it's pretty specific. So if someone is wanting to use that and has their pet on medication, then they need to either talk to me or they need to talk to another holistic veterinarian who's used to using herbs and medications together because it can be done, but we say on there, don't at least don't do it without talking to your veterinarian because you could have side effects. So that's really interesting. So it's basically, once again, it's the same thing with humans, whereas like a supplement that I might take could interfere with it, like a prescription or something. So you need to just be really cautious mm-hmm. about interactions, about drug mm-hmm. interactions. Okay. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. I always am like asking my, I have like a more herbalist, naturopathic doctor that I, not doctor, I would call her uh, more of a health coach that I talk to anytime I add like a new supplement into my routine just to make sure, you know, that nothing is interacting. So it sounds like it's the exact same thing for dogs. So I wanted to just ask you a little bit too, like, you know how like, I guess I've just started to get into this with knowing, you know, that there's bad stuff in a bunch of dog foods. And then there are certain brands that have, you know, put more good stuff, more nutrients, like we were talking about into certain dog foods. Is it kind of the same way when you're looking at supplement companies? Like, do you have any tips on us? I know the overall looking at the company, do they have a great vet on board? Do they have this seal of approval from, you know, the National Animal Supplement Council? But are there any specific products or ingredients that you think are bad for a pet's health that if we saw on a label that we should be aware of? And maybe the answer is no. I know that's kind of a specific question. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty specific. I mean, there are certain things that might be in a supplement that I look at it and I go, well, I don't know that that's really doing very much. Mm-hmm. One one thing that I find is is interesting is when you talk about dog foods and that sort of stuff, you see a lot of these dog foods that you can pick up wherever that say has added glucosamine for joint health or has added something, you know, something else for skin. You have to be very careful with those because many times the amount of that ingredient is not going to be therapeutic, like especially uh-huh. things like the glucosamines that are added to these dog foods. And many times people think, okay, I'm doing this instead of giving a supplement, I'm giving this complete dog food. And unless it's a prescription dog food that has the therapeutic amounts in it, it's not likely to be helpful. So that that's one thing as far as that goes. So basically, a lot of companies try to promote all of these benefits by adding in a little bit of, you know, a supplement or two. Mm-hmm. But we should be wary that unless it's a large enough dose, it's not a therapeutic dose. So that's not going to be the full routine that we need to treat the animal for that instance, for that specific issue. Exactly. Ex- exactly correct. Okay. All right. Awesome. Sometimes I just try to break it down and it also helps me remember it as my own, you know, as a dog mom, but that also you know, just mm-hmm. makes it easy for people who want to just 
continue taking care of their pets. This has been super great. I feel like we have your, you know, your top two tips, right? Number one is nutrition. Number two is consider supplements that might be right for your pet. What would you say your number three tip is for, I mean, you have an entire farm, right? I mean, how many pets do you have total? It's like 10. I couldn't even count. Oh my, oh, at least, yeah. <laughs> you have, you have <laughs> a double so. digit amount of pets, by the way. I can't even imagine <laughs> yeah. how you deal with feeding them all. Like, like you, like there must be people who have to like run around and give them all the food. I really hope you're not home cooking all those meals. <laughs> I don't know. No, no. <laughs> what you're doing <laughs> there. But is there a third thing? Like, is there, you know, a last thing? Absolutely. My my third thing for any pet is exercise. Ah, okay. Exercise is important for all bodies, any age, any time. And if you're doing puppies, you know, puppy training and puppy exercise, very, very, very important. You'll prevent behavioral problems. You'll get to teach the puppies to do things. And older dogs, they all need exercise. My practice, I have a, a pool for dogs. We have an underwater treadmill. We get lots of dogs oh. in there who are overweight and we're doing <laughs> exercise for that. So e- exercise, no yeah, exercise is great. And, you know, for dogs who have cognitive dysfunction, exercise is one of the recommended things to do to help prevent issues. And it, yeah, stimulates your brain. So exercise, huge, huge for all pets. That is so funny. I would love to see dogs running on your underwater treadmill. I, where's the meme content? Please send it to us. <laughs> well, there's actually, there's some that's on the website. My, my uh, clinic is called the Essex Animal Hospital in Essex, Ontario. And on our website, we have dogs swimming. We have dogs in the underwater treadmill and our paralyzed dogs walking and oh stuff like that. Oh my God, I love that. Also on our Facebook page. We have a Facebook page that okay, has that Okay, cool. Too. Well, definitely going to check that out. That's really, really funny. And I think exercise, it's interesting because the things that you're saying are literally new nutrition, supplements, and exercise, which makes a lot of sense to me, but I couldn't have told you those had Mm -hmm. we not done this episode, are literally the exact same things for a human to consider that wants to live a long, healthy, vivacious lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So I guess we're not that different. We're not that different from our dogs Mm -hmm. or our cats. No. No. And you know, the interesting thing is when you think about older dogs and cognitive dysfunction, doggy Alzheimer's, that dogs are actually the analog for human Alzheimer's. They are the thing that they're using to help study Mm. it. And they found many things that are helpful for Alzheimer patients are helpful for dogs with dementia. Things that are helpful for dogs with dementia are helpful for humans with Alzheimer's. And believe it or not, exercise supplements and diet are the top three for both. Wow. Okay. Well, that's amazing. I love that. And I'm probably going to use some of this advice to revamp my own routine, (laughs) but as well as discos. My last question for you, Dr. Jan, is is it possible, this is once again a little personal, but is it possible to like overwalk an old dog? Like I exercise my old ass dog more than my friend who has a three-year-old like labradoodle mix, but I take big, I take little old disco on like two, like 20 to 30 minute walks a day. He's probably like 10 or 11? Or do you think that's good that I'm keeping him like really active? 
So I think it's great that you're keeping him active. So the question is, is it possible to over-exercise your dog? It, it is, yeah. but usually the, usually the dogs will tell you. Now, I mean, I do have some where, uh, say Labrador retrievers who love to swim, you, you can have them, you know, you go out to the lake and the dog swims all day and then he gets out of the water and he can barely walk because he was having such Ooh. a great time. So I, I yeah. think that, like a 20 minute walk for your dog a couple times a day is not an issue. If you're a runner and you run 10k and you say, "Okay, little disco, we're going to run 10k <laughs> together." He might he might run with you cuz he loves you, but at the end, you know, maybe both of you are dragging him, I don't know, but that that would be too much. Wait, that would funny. be too much. Everyone listening to this who knows me right now is like cracking up because I like would be more easily seen drinking a 10 10 white claws than running a 10k. <laughs> you know, mile or whatever. So that's really funny. Thank you for answering that for me. I appreciate it. This was honestly so helpful and you were so interesting and I loved learning about your life story. Um, so I just want to close out. I'm sure there's going to be ladies that want to get in touch with you. So where can our listeners find you? Where can they shop, you know, your recommendations from pet well-being, you know, and, and I'm sure some of them will want to ask you a question maybe. So if you can just give us all the goods, that would be great. Uh, well, probably the easiest way for people to remember to get a hold of me is to go to the petwellbeing.com. And there is a thing there where you can ask a question of Dr. Jan. If you really are very interested in, in seeing what we do at my practice, then I would go to www.essexanimalhospital.ca because we're in Canada. So it's .ca. And you can have a look at what we, at what we do there as well. And you could probably send an email to me in that respect, but mostly it's going to be easiest to get at me through pet well-being. Okay. Awesome. And guys, we actually have a code right now with pet well-being that is SUPBABE15. So SUPBABE in caps, 15, and you can get 15% off if you want to buy Spark, if you want to look at any of these other amazing products to support your pet in a more holistic, natural way, like with milk thistle, like Dr. Jan suggested, or with thyroid support, with heart support, like I've been using for Little Disco. You can find it all on www.petwellbeing.com. Thank you, Dr. Jan, so much. You were absolutely amazing. Really appreciate your time here today. Well, it's been very fun, Nicole. I'm happy to answer any questions that you have anytime. Oh, amazing. All right, ladies, if you loved what you heard today, remember to follow us on Apple and Spotify and hit that five star. You can add us on Instagram at Nicole Rose Stillings and at Sup Babe Pod. And we just hope we brightened your day even a little bit, but that's all for now. Don't forget to tune in on Mondays in the mornings to Sup Babe, your one-stop shop for living your best life.